Yeah. So you got all the topics? I'm um, run through them real quick. Insecurity, entitlement, and yes, Jules. Through the city, through the city, through the city. Girl, I really wanna know, really wanna know if you coming with me, coming with me, with, with me. It's a place I wanna go, place I wanna go. Through the city, through the city, through the city. It's a little spot I know. Do you wanna go? Are you coming with me, coming with me, with, with me? It's a place I wanna go. I just wanna ride with you. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We are coming to you from an undisclosed location in New Orleans today. And if this is your first time here, you are now listening to the All The Fly Kids Show, where the cool, calm, and connected talk straight, no chaser. I am your host, Geronimo Knows, urban culture and lifestyle enthusiast, reform blogger turned full-time interviewer. As always, I got my co-host, super producer, Robert J. in the building. Hey, hey. Hey! How you feeling today? I am feeling... Much better than I have been feeling the last few days, fighting whatever changes are happening in New Orleans and the weather. I don't know what they was trying to do, but I, I feel like the weather here was trying to kill me. Is it because Mercury was in Gatorade? Man, I think it was in Powerade, because that motherfucker had me. <laughs> <laughs> it had me all fucked up. I'm like, I've been losing relationships, changes have been happening. Found out my loved one's blocking me on the internet and shit. I'm like, how you blocking me on the internet, but you called me? What? They may, they actually was thinking about that. They may have blocked you not because they don't want you to see them. They just don't want to see you. Yeah, and I thought about that too. And then I thought about it like, damn, am I, am I glowing up that much? Yes, you popping. To, damn, man, all the fly kids, man. Yeah, man, if if, if, if you rocking with me, you popping. Because I don't rock with nobody that ain't popping. Hey, you know what I mean? And I ain't rocking with nobody that don't want to be popping. Hey. If you cool just not popping, then you just not I can't rock with you. you. I you know like what I mean? popcorn. So, I don't like seeds, man. If you ready to start popping, you're not popping yet, and you about that life, we rocking. So yeah. that's probably what it was. You know, this person, they just, hey, you know, they, they don't want to see because it's going to just have them feeling away. But they can't let you know that they're feeling away. It's okay. But but see, that's the thing. When you don't want somebody to know that you feel away, you don't react. You keep all that shit good and solid, and then you don't react. And now we're looking at a situation where I'm wondering, like, I wonder if they feel something. That's the best way to do it. But see, you go give away your position, and you just blocking niggas and not talking to niggas and <laughs> writing niggas letters and shit like now i know you feel some way now guess who got the power i'm glad you feel better but i'm in control here that's fucked up how it works y'all i'm telling you right now that's how niggas do it not just niggas but people that's how it goes don't go giving away your power don't give away your power you gotta hold on to it don't do it you gotta hold on to it yes so speaking of power speaking of just changes Tell people where they can find us. I'm really excited because... Oh, they're not ready. <laughs> tell tell Look, people where they can find us. They're not ready because I was excited about this when you told me. Look, we are now... Hold on, wait, wait, wait. So we still on Apple Music, uh, everywhere else that you can find it. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Um, we also on SoundCloud. That's where we drop first. If you want to get what we doing first... 
go to our website, alltheflykids.com, and subscribe. We're going to send you an email when we do different things. Also, if you just hard-headed and oh, don't no, want to no, do no. that. We're not going to send an email. I, I got no. We're not doing... Newsletter will be back eventually. But okay, right. newsletter but is coming. All the links to every, all the main popular podcast apps is on the site. All right, so this is the they, big They news. can go subscribe there. Bet. All right, all right, so y'all heard it. Y'all can go subscribe from the website. But now we back in action on Spotify. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes, let's clap, let's, let's clap it up Spotify. for uh, no more technical difficulties there. Yes, so let's clap it up for access. Yes, <laughs> yes. Follow us on Spotify. Man. Yes, yes, please. Listen do. on Spotify. I follow. I don't know if you can we. Yeah, we can. We can see who follows. Yeah, I went and followed on Spotify. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm I'm following us as well. Yeah, I'm know. like, I want to know what we doing. Yes, we are, we are inflating the numbers. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just two. You know, I'm following us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. I'm following us on everything. I am too, actually. Because, you know, you got to invest in yourself. Exactly. You know, it's like back in the day when Fat Farm was popping. You only saw Russell Simmons wearing Fat Farm. You did. You know what I mean? You ain't seen him wearing nothing else but Fat Farm. You right about that. So, Same thing with Rockaway. Exactly. All Rockaway. You know what I mean? Well, that was kind of throwing in some high-end in the mix, too. You know? Well, see, this is the thing with them. <laughs> some of them was only doing the extra shit. But the majority I saw... Like, I didn't see Kanye wearing, like, all rock wear. Oh, no, you but, wasn't going to see that. Nah, he wasn't going to do that. He was like, I ain't pigeonholing myself to you, nigga. <laughs> but, uh, Hove, rock wear, um, Benny Siegel, state property attire. Yeah. Um, all them niggas, the state property. If he was from Philly, he was doing state property. If they was in a picture, they, they had they shit on. Yes. 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 That's yes. where it mattered, though. Yes, Because yes. I don't know what they wore on Tuesday, but I do know what they wore right. for that It was essence. in a magazine, yeah. on TV, they had that shit on. Yes. Absolutely. Same so, thing with Puff. You know? Same thing. You're right. Unless it required a suit. No, nah, they got suits. It was, a, it was a Sean John suit. Yeah. You know? Okay. So, investing in ourselves. So, we subscribe to ourselves. Absolutely. On everything. Um, and make you sure know, you need to get t-shirts. Working on that. Working we're working on it. We're, 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 right. Merch. Working on that. All right. I'm, I'm not rushing that because I want to make sure that the merch is right. at a quality level that I would pay for myself. I just wanted the people to hear you say it. You know what I mean? Because I'm not... It's, it's all the fly kids. We can't just put no 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 bullshit out there. We can't just no. put out some regular-ass gilded shirts. No. Like, it's got no. to we be... We need the softest of cotton. We need, we need some heavy shit. We need some good quality... We need the, the same shit that I would go spend money on in a store on a website and... That's what, so hold tight, it's coming. We need dry fit or American Apparel or something like that. Something on that on that level. So hold tight, y'all. Merch will be back in effect soon enough. Um, so today's episode. Um, oh, speaking of which, and I haven't really been talking about this um, on the show, but exactly. on Twitter, if you can follow me on Twitter or anywhere on social media, you know that I've been talking about just some housing woes I've been having living here in New Orleans. Oh, God. But I finally found a place to live that's stable. Yeah, you know, ain't a whole bunch of stuff going on. I'm not couch surfing. Yes. I have a place to live. Yes. I got my own room. I can like, yes. you know, and I got my own bathroom. Yes. No, y'all can't come over. No. <laughs> y'all can't come no. over. Um, And, you know, I'm just... 
so relieved because, man, it's tough. It was it was a lot. I I I didn't know how much more I could take out again for a second time. Was very close to buying a plane ticket up out of here. I'm like this this ain't it. This 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 ain't it. Um, and the universe is like, hold on now. It came in in the twelfth hour. Uh, shout out to I'm gonna say her name. A shout out to Bernice. Yes. Good, good woman that I've yeah, met since I've Bernice, since I've been down here, um, and she came through, uh, plugged me in with a great situation, and yeah. I'm very, very, very grateful for her. Bernice uh, is legendary. Yeah, she is. She look, she is a New Orleans OG. Y'all will eventually hear from her on the show. Um, I don't think they're gonna be ready though. Nah, I, I, she, she I actually was thinking. Of, I was actually about having her come through today, um, but. Y'all will hear from from for Bernice. She she she's dope. Great woman there. Um, and like I said, New Orleans OG. Yes. New Orleans OG indeed. You know what I mean? Yeah. She just come on the store and just tell stories. Yeah. Come on the show. Just just tell a story. She she tells stories. And you know she she great person, but don't cross her. You don't oh, you God, you no. don't want to feel that wrath. It's no. it's a, it's a wrath that you know. I only know a few other women who can exhibit that same amount of wrath when you cross them. But that's what happens sometimes when you, when you cross good people. Oh, uh, yeah, because people be having you fucked up. Yeah. Like, you be, you you good. You I'm, I'm a good person. I want to love the world, this, that, and the other. And then it'd be like, you know what? Um, you think I'm stupid. Yeah, because not only do I want to love the world, but I know myself very well, and I know that I've done nothing to wrong you. Right. Um, not only have I done nothing to wrong you, but I get life. Like, for real, get life. Not even from a selfish standpoint. Like, I really get this shit. It's hard. Mm-hmm. But you on some bullshit. So now, I got, to, I got to send the goons at you. And you don't know it, but I am the goon. So, you've been talking to them the whole time. Exactly. Exactly. How they say it down here, you know, you tried to fuck over me. Yeah, you tried to <laughs> fuck over me, and I got a bat to piss out you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, 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 some, that's some New Orleans lingo for y'all. Uh, for the uninitiated, so um, um, so actually we're, we're actually recording from the apartment that I'm living in. <laughs> um, but this month, this is fly. Though. I will not say where in New Orleans because again, y'all ain't coming over unless you're invited. Yeah, don't, don't be showing up. Yeah, when um, we do that uh, super exclusive fly <laughs> uh, uh, party, yeah, the, all the fly kids party, and it's in an undisclosed location, and you got to get buzzed up. Yeah, yeah, come see us. You know, so invite only. It's just me and Robert today. Um, no cisgender men. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you, man? I'm a cisgender <laughs> man. You talking no cisgender? You Cis- know that'd be a thing. People be hateless, man. They hate cisgender look, men. I get it though, cause sometimes we on some bullshit. Look, look, I'm not a cisgender man, woman hater. You know what I mean? I'm not y'all know. Yeah, I'm not up here. You know, I don't have no ill will towards cisgender people whatsoever. Um, some of my closest friends are sisters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, well, you know. You're a sissist. You're a sissist. Okay, but kind of, <laughs> it's just me and Robert today. Um, and uh, we're going to be talking about a range of things. We will not be talking about the Us movie because neither of us have seen it yet. Mm. Um, but you know who did see it? Who? Tony Baker. You know how I know? Who's Tony Baker? Oh, nigga, look. Tony Baker, to hear more. Kev on stage, you heard of Kev on stage? I know Kev on stage, yeah. All right, so Kev on stage is on tour with those, it's really four people. Okay. They are comedians. Tony Baker is uh, on Instagram. His name is at 
Tony Baker. This nigga is hilarious. He be doing uh like the animal videos and he talk like the animals is got personalities. Okay. But it's all just jokes. And he be making uh he he just fucking hilarious. So I was eating at the mall mm. and on the third floor of the mall downtown Canal Place, there's a movie theater. And I'm eating mine and my business on the phone and well making a call trying to like talk to somebody. And I'm like, damn man, what I'm gonna do? I sit down with my shit, my little catfish po' boy, mm. and I see walking toward the escalator to go down is Tony Baker, Kevin on stage, to hear him more. Um and I can't remember my dude's name. I feel like a dick, but he's funny too. Um, man, I'm a dick. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yo, I apologize, brother. I can't remember your name, but don't feel bad for that. I don't remember nobody. Yeah, either. like I'm trying to put 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 y'all on the game. So, anyways, I saw him. I took a picture with him. I did not post it. I'm gonna treat it like how I'm gonna treat my picture with Oprah. I'm gonna just take a picture of me with Oprah mm-hmm. and just keep it in my shit. It's just gonna be like that forever with. Pretty much all the famous people that I run into, whether they're my best friends or not, I'll be like, look, I got a picture with this person, this person, this person. Let me tell you about the time with this person. I'm going to use it for my own personal uh, album for my family when they look back at my life and they want to hear the stories and shit. This is not for social media. So I was telling, who I tell, oh, so. Oh, and they saw us. Okay. Tony Baker said that it was good. And I told him, I was like, really? And then was his it buddy. really good or was he just saying that? Cause that, that's, that, was, that social was, that media was is leaning towards like, it what was. is this? What the fuck is this bullshit? But see that? <laughs> what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> um, but what he said, he said it was good. He's like, it's all right. I was like, I don't know. And then uh, Kevin Stage was like, I don't know. And he looked at me. He was like, Have you even ever seen my movie reviews? I'm like, Yeah. He's like, My movie reviews are usually accurate. I'm like. Have you even ever, he's like, have you even ever watched any of the movies that I've talked about? He said, the ones that I say are good are usually good, right? I'm like, long pile, long, because he was intense with the shit. And I want to be like, no, they're like not your, all your, good. Your takes are, are, are usually off base. No, they're not off base. He okay. actually does really good reviews. Okay. But they're not always good. Like, I don't even like the same type of movies sometimes. So when he said it, I didn't have the time to really go into it. He mm-hmm. didn't really have the time to hear it because he was on he's on tour here. This was on the day of his tour, so uh, of their tour, and um, I didn't have time to talk about it. But he saw us. He said it was fire. Kevin on stage was like, eh, I don't know. To hear he was there, he didn't really say nothing. Um, and all they gonna know is that if you ever tell them a story about this, if they ever hear this, just know that I was the Kirkpatrick dude who was eating food at the uh, cafe and I talked to y'all about us and I questioned you, Tony, on if your uh, reviews are accurate or not. <laughs> now I got to go look this guy up. Uh, he's fucking hilarious. I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a real movie buff like that. I talk, I keep Every year I say, okay, I'm going to start going to movies more often. I'm going to go to movies more often. And then I just be like, What's even out that I really want to see? Go. And I'm like thinking from commercial releases to independent releases. Like, and I'll look and I'm just like, it's, it's it ain't really that many movies oh, okay. I don't want to see. Okay. The last movie I saw in the theater was Bohemian Rhapsody. I saw it at the Broad, the Broad Theater. And that was a really good film. See, that's the thing. That was a really good film. I didn't see Bohemian Rhapsody in film. I saw it on my site that I go to. Okay. Look at movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ghetto, y'all. 
Like, y'all don't really understand this, but I'm ghetto. So, if you push me a certain way, um, you'll get that reaction. But is that, is that really ghetto? Yeah, I think that's... I, I think everybody... I think a lot of people watch, you know, pirated shit. They don't. Not if you got a if you got a fire stick in this day and age you do. That's definitely pirated, <laughs> but that's like every ghetto person I know. I don't know nobody that's not in the hood or from the hood that be like, nigga, I need a fire stick. I don't I don't know Mr. John who works as a, a lawyer and he studies sociology and shit and he practices criminal law. He's not concerned about a fire stick. I'm gonna tell my mother you called her ghetto. <laughs> she's gonna be really she's gonna be very offended she's probably gonna be very offended and I'm gonna tell her like I'm ghetto your child is a ghetto baby um I'm ghetto she's gonna, she gonna curse you out she's probably and I'm gonna let her curse you out I'm probably gonna get hexed nah I'm gonna, <laughs> shout out to to, to uh, Miss Collins cause I'm probably not going to disrespect her like that um I'm just talking a hell of shit but I'm probably not gonna disrespect her like that in fact if she says I am not ghetto I'm probably be like Oh no she ain't gonna say it like that no, My mother's not Trini My mother's from Southern Virginia she's Oh gonna, she gonna be like I ain't ghetto She gonna curse your ass out Yeah she I ain't ghetto I don't know who you talking to Little faggot I'm like, <laughs> Hey she might call you a faggot I, I, know, I know that's how I go I know that's how I go You're probably a faggot anyway I'm like damn Like cause I called you ghetto Now you gotta question oh. my Okay fine My mother's a cancer So you know cancers You know don't Don't talk shit about them Cause they be like what Nah. They can't they can't they can't take it. They can dish it, but they can't take that's it. That's not for them. Yeah, that's <laughs> not for them. And when they give it back, they don't Alright, but we, we we deviated. So anyway You watch you watch Bohemian Rhapsody. I fell asleep. Um it was I was waiting on Queen to sing uh We Are the Champions. Well this is the thing. That film was more about Freddie Mercury than the band. Yeah, I and, I, I fell asleep. You know, me I guess just as a as a fan of that era, um, and just stories of dynamic people like that, I I was all tuned. I was like, yeah, this is great. You I, know what I mean? I get it. I mean, that's not to say it's not a good movie. Right, right. You just know? for me, yeah. not having no history other than the Kanye West sample, "We Are the Champions," then going back and figuring out that they did that, and then Bohemian Rhapsody, and then they did the shit that I've been singing at all the the, the stadium joints that I've ever gone to. Yeah. They, I didn't know that. I had no idea who they were. I was literally born. I was born in 1990. Yeah, so they, like, they, was, they weren't even making no more music. They, I, I how think, the hell am I supposed to know who they are? It was that you were born a couple years before Freddie Mercury even passed. You know and then I mean? my parents don't listen to that. Even yeah. though my mother was a DJ, my dad's a DJ, mm. they don't listen to that shit. My that parents played around the house. My parents had the... Uh, the the LP, no, not the LP. The uh, just the, the 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 vinyl single for another one bites the dust. Yeah, they did that. You know, another I mean, they, they had that. Another one. That's that's how that's how I learned about Queen because I was like, who's Queen? What is this song? You know, what I mean, I thought it was a woman for the longest. You know, just one woman mm-hmm. killing shit. I'm like, yeah, she's beautiful. Um, so but I did see the movie. That was the last movie I saw. Um. We're not going to be talking about us, at least not this week. I'm supposed to be seeing it on Friday. Um, I so, might see it, too. I so was planning to see it. We, we, we should make an effort to see it so we can provide our take on, on it. You know what I mean? Um, I, think, I think we should see that. Um, I agree. But uh, So, yeah, we're not going to be talking about us, but we are going to be doing these one-on-one conversations, me and Robert, once yeah, a it month. It was requested. 
Yes, yeah, so we got some feedback that yeah. people like hearing us. Our bads are going back and forth with just just the two of us. Shout so, out to them. So we are going to uh, we are definitely going to give y'all this once a month. You know what I mean? Um, so that's cool. It actually makes it. And little- if y'all have any uh, recommendations or suggestions on things that they want to hear us talk about, yes. Let us know. Please let us know. We Please are very approachable social people. You can yeah. literally do that by like following us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at all the fly kids. You can leave a comment on the SoundCloud if you choose to. Or you can hit Geronimo up personally and be like, nigga, nigga, at Geronimo knows. At Geronimo knows. As in like he knows a lot. Because Geronimo knows a whole bunch of stuff. He knows his shit, man. Don't don't challenge him. Or hit you up. Or hit me up. At Robert, Robert J. J underscore B B as <laughs> in BB as in baby. <laughs> Robert J underscore BB is in baby. Or if y'all are in New Orleans, y'all see us out, or you know whatever, just let us know in person too. You know we like in person conversations. You know what I mean? So it depends on my mood, man. The shit that this uh, Mercury Pirate been doing to me, man. I. Mm-mm. I like in-person conversations. Cause I really need to know if you really fucking with some shit. Man. I need to know too. I, I need to know how you really feel. I need to. I need to get the, the the real tone. I tell you what. Just make sure you let that, us know. Well, let us know, but make sure it ain't Mercury uh, Ratchet A, and we'll be good. You ask for a lot, cause most people don't know. And you can't. Keep, back, we ain't talking to this nigga, y'all. Just let us know. Me. Just yeah, let us know. Yeah, All right. So today we're gonna talk about a few different things. Um. Robert, he's got the the the, the outline, the list. <laughs> yeah, because his, his his memories is better than mine. No, if, no. If I hadn't written any of this shit down, we was talking about it. I, I already didn't forget what we was gonna talk about. Is my memory really that good? It's better. You you have I be questioning that shit. You 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 shit. have you have not done as much damage to your body and brain as I have. Okay. You know. Okay. You have not done that. as much drugs as I've done. As you have not drank as much liquor as I've drank. You have not no. done a lot of things that I've done. Yeah, I've, I've done some shit, but I don't, I'm not here to compete. When I start doing shit, like, for real, I started realizing, like, y'all, this is a competition for y'all niggas. I'm not, and I'm I, not I, here for this. And I just did shit on just, I'ma just try some shit. Not even, and it's, I think it still has some type of effect on me. Yeah, that's when I tried. I'ma just try this shit. Nah, I'm good. Now, I'm drinking Aquafina and Jameson. So... Keep it, of, keeping it light. All right, go ahead. All right, so look, a couple of things that we uh, that we came across as far as topics, right, um, was the difference between actually dealing with insecurity, right, as black men, as people, really, but then dealing with insecurity as black men, since that's what we are. Um, and it's hard to speak about another um, person's experience if you are not that person or have not walked in that person's shoes or even from that person's background. But I do know how it feels to be insecure as a black person and as a black man to feel like uh, I don't, I'm, the opportunity that's available to this man, white man or white person is not available to me because of my skin because of my um, economic background um, I also know how it feels to be insecure as a man in a relationship or insecure um, within yourself or insecure just as a human being when you're not accomplishing your goals and you're in that real and you're in a place of stagnancy when you have to be patient with patience 
So that's kind of what, that's one of the things that we're talking about today. And uh, we can just kind of segue into the next few topics as it goes. So we're going to start with kind of listing some of the insecurities that we face, both Geronimo and I, right? Um, one of the insecurities I face is being, I want to say vulnerable, but I don't really think that's an insecurity for me. I, I've learned to really enjoy being vulnerable. Um, I, it used to be an insecurity for me to be very guarded. Like, nah, you ain't getting in my space. I'm good. But I'm starting to understand how freeing it is to actually be vulnerable as a man um, and be what they call sensitive as a man. Mm. It's really a superpower. If you can do it, then you will find that um, the way that you relate to people in the room will grow so much. So that's one thing that I used to be insecure about that I've done a lot of inner work on and overcome um one of the things that uh you ask a question when we do our random aside geronimo uh the fear of missing out mm -hmm. and i think that that's based on the insecurity that you just gonna miss out on your own personal next big opportunity i don't know when this next thing is gonna come for me whether it's an opportunity to get ahead or just to have fun or to connect with people whatever it is but if I miss out on that, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I got to be everywhere. And when other people are doing shit in other places that I like to be a part of, but I can't be there, it's like, shit, like, what do I do? And it creates this anxiety yeah. based in an insecurity of um, not being able to reach your ambitions. Mm -hmm. my, my belief, right? Okay. Um, that's something that I, won't, I don't want to call it a fear of missing out, but it's definitely a fear of mine or insecurity of mine to not be able to take advantage of um, certain opportunities that arise in my life. Um, how do, where do you kind of stand as far as the fear of missing out and having an insecurity of it? Because it's your question. I don't, I don't really have that anymore because I, I remember when I did. I remember... 10 years ago, when I really, really committed myself to making a name for myself as an urban culture lifestyle enthusiast, content creation, things like that. And I was living in D.C. at the time, and I was like, <clears throat> I need to be everywhere. I need to be out all the time. I need to be everywhere. And I was going out four or five days a week. You know, I would be up for 20 hours a day, and I still had a day job. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and... I learned very quickly even going to different cities doing with the same approach to socializing and, and, and networking. Um, I realized very quickly that, that that's not sustainable mm. and it's, not, it's really not necessary. Um, it's not necessary to sustain for a long time. I did so much so, so early on I don't even see the need to do it now. Even now living in a, in a completely new place where I had to create the, the create all new connections. Mm -hmm. Where I'm creating all new connections. Um, I don't feel the need to be at everything all the time. You know, I'll get to it when I get to it and I would like to see a number of things at least once. But I've learned that also there really isn't a whole lot new under the sun. No. And I've been able to, I've gotten good enough to be able to discern just through, you know, people's marketing, um, conversations with the people who um, 
are responsible for these different events and activities, um, what's really worth my time and what isn't? You know, so um, where I am today, 10 years later as an urban culture and lifestyle enthusiast, um, I really don't have a fear of missing out whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Like, at all. Like, even, you know, I have yet to make it to a South by Southwest. I'm, I live much closer Same to it. Here. I have lived much closer to Texas than I, than I did before. And it's still just like, for me, it's like, okay, if I'm supposed to be there, I'll be there. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm not even all that... In, the part, the, the parts of South by Southwest that I'm most interested in are the film and interactive. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, because although music is, is a major part of culture, you know, I'm not doing anything. I mean, unless it has something to do with you and your music, mm -hmm. I, I'm not doing anything with the music that w would require me to go to South by Southwest um, for the music portion of the conference. Mm -hmm. Um and I don't want to go as as a, as as somebody just you know looking just from the going. crowd, nah. you know what I mean? Um, That's not fun. So so even something like that, you know. So I don't I don't I used to feel like oh I need to be there. Or even when it comes to say like um, fashion trade shows, mm -hmm. um, I'm like oh I need to go to a fashion trade show. And I thought to myself like well, why do I need to go? Like I I don't own a retail store. I'm not a fashion designer. I don't have a clothes. I'm not any of those things. Why do I need to be at those places? You know what I mean? Um, it's not relevant to the work that I'm doing right now. You know? Um, so, or even thinking about how I'm, I live close to, I live closer, much closer to Miami now. I have yet to go to an art, an art basil. You know what I mean? Um, and art basil in, in Miami is not the only art basil in the world. Um, if for whatever reason my work takes me there, then I'll go. Mm -hmm. But the way I, the way that I, 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 I engage with and 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 become cultured is not, it's not in a way where I need to be at the late the, the the latest event or this year's event, you know, necessarily. You know what I mean? Um, I've been to Fashion Week twice in New York. Um, at the time that I went, I was blogging and I had fashion writers. Mm -hmm. um, because I love fashion so much, as someone just even just as, as a spectator, that was really important for me to experience. Um, and it was just, it's great that it was, it, I killed two birds with one stone because I had one of my writers, one of my fashion writers with me. Mm -hmm. And I got to finally see a real deal fashion week up close and personal. This is something that I've been watching on TV for years, you know? And so that was really cool. But, um, do I still feel like now I need to be at Fashion Week every 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 year, every season? No, hmm. I don't. You know, but if my work takes me there, then cool. Um, makes me think about, and I'll I'll, I'll leave it here. Makes me think about um, my natal chart and how I have oh, every shit. I have every element in my natal chart. So I think about the fire sign that's in my natal natal, natal chart. So Leo is in my natal chart in in the Venus sign, so mm. um, I can see that. I think about I can see that if if I wasn't doing if I wasn't doing all the fly kids, if I didn't have any of that going on, I could care less if you notice me. Mm -hmm. But I do want everybody knows Leos want to be seen. Yes, I want you to just see me for my work. Like if you if outside of that, if you don't notice me, that's fine. I I'll be fine. I can play the background. Because innately, intrinsically, I'm an introvert. 
I had to learn to 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 be extroverted. So mm-hmm. now I'm an ambivert in that way. But um, I want you to see me for my work. I want you to see my work, and it's a very it's very very important that people know that I'm good at what I do, and I'm getting better, and I have great ideas, and all of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so that would be the only way I could say fear fear missing out FOMO even applies to me that. I'm being overlooked in any way, shape, or form. People not seeing my work, you know what I mean, for what it is or like the 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 the, the greatness of it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. But other than just in the terms beauty of, of it, in terms of just like general social activities, I don't got no fear of missing out. I didn't. I'd have, I've eaten at so many places. So many. I've eaten so many different types of cuisines. I've met so many different types of people. I've been to so many different types of exclusive events. Events that's open to everybody, paid, free. I've done a lot. In my 36 years of life, where I really do not have, I don't even suffer from that whatsoever. Mm. You know, and from the social outing and social capacity, you know? Okay, so when you talk about uh, the fear, you just kind of made me think of something that I used to experience as far as uh, fears socially go. Um, first off, it's dope that you actually like have navigated through the fear of missing out. Like you grown, mm-hmm. that's dope. Um, and I don't think that when people reach those milestones, now people like reach a birthday and it's like, oh, you, you know, you another year older, you're closer to dying. Like um, <laughs> <laughs> when people reach that point, it's like you know, let's celebrate that. I think that people should um, celebrate milestones of interpersonal growth as well, mm-hmm. because that shit's hard. Mm-hmm. So with that said, uh, especially if you can see that happening. Yeah. If you privy to be able to watch that, you you should celebrate that person doing it because that shit is not easy. It's hard. It's painful. Like, you have literally navigated through um, technically homelessness, couch surfing, to now having your own place. And it's just fly. Like, it's that's a beautiful thing to see it come to fruition. You literally have been here, took a leap on faith, have been here and decided not to give up on yourself. Not to give up on the vision that was given to you. Mm-hmm. That's hard to do. There's so many people, even in, you want to talk about the Bible and all that, so many stories that exist of people having a vision, being gifted a vision and sticking with it. And you don't hear about those that don't stick with it. So I think that those ideas that you have, they're going to be seen. And that's really dope. So kudos to you on that shit. Um, thank you, thank you. You you make me think of um, a fear that I used to have as far as socially. Like I was, I was introverted as well. You definitely can't tell now, but I was introverted as well and really quiet, like really like meek, like humble and shit like that. Humble, you know, quote humble unquote. I hate when people say that shit too because it's like so I'm so I'm humble in the sense like I know I'm great and it's comfortable for you to know that I know that I'm great but not to shit on you every time I get a chance to or not to express myself in that way where it makes you feel like I've shitted on you mm. that makes you feel good so we gonna label that as humble what kind of pigeonhole and shit is it what what so I'm I'm gonna take my phone off of airplane mode for just a moment because That's fine. I, That's I fine. want to again I've done this before um I want to give people the definition of humble that's that's perfectly fine because we're gonna have a couple definitions that got the actual definition of humble because I'm telling you 
y'all, y'all got to stop using this damn humble word. You yeah, might even be thinking about, you might be confusing it for wanting to use modest. I, I'll say, I'll say that I am um, modest. I'll say that I am. I, I want to say meek, but I don't think I'm meek. All right, so boom. I'm thinking that when people are saying humble, they they're thinking about their the intent is this first definition: not proud or haughty, not arrogant or assertive. Eh, not being assertive, I don't know. Um, so these are the other two definitions: reflecting, expressing, or offering in a spirit of deference or submission. Ranking low in a hierarchy or scale. Not costly or luxurious. So, you know, humble beginnings, your humble abode, things yeah. like that. Yeah. But these, some of these, I don't know. Y'all need to stop. Some of these other definitions. Whereas with modest, let's, let's, let's look up modest. Mm-hmm. Let's look at modest. Let's see if my... I never, I never really liked humble. I, I would get that. I'm like, so you trying to say I'm soft? Like, like what you trying to say? Like, I, I would rather not. Okay, well, maybe you shouldn't say modest either. So, placing a moderate estimate on one's abilities or worth, neither bold nor self-assertive, tending toward diffidence. Gotta look that word up. Diffidence? That's what it says on, in the Merriam-Webster Merriam like app. I like that word a lot. Um, arising from or characteristic of a modest nature, observing the proprieties of dress and behavior, limited in size, amount, or scope, unpretentious. So maybe uh, let's say unpretentious. Okay, boom. Instead of being humble, you are unpretentious. Yes. I think that that's a much more accurate description of a person who knows what they are capable of, but chooses not to exercise those abilities um, in certain situations. I think that that makes a person person unpretentious. So does that mean that does that so? Is arrogance... Arrogance is, is horrible. No, no. Is arrogance confidence mixed with pretentiousness? Confidence based in arrogance is pretentious. Okay. Um, but you can't have arrogance based in confidence. Like, you can't be like, oh, I'm arrogant because I'm confident. Because you know when you're confident, it's like you know that you can do something really well. Mm-hmm. But you just know you can do it well. Like, I'm not affected in a way where I feel like I have to, like, I have to prove you wrong or something. Confidence doesn't come with the extra emotional um, output, Mm -hmm. like, that arrogance would come with. Arrogance is like, I can do well and I fucking know it. Confidence is like, yeah, I can do that well. It's balanced. It's like, it's like balanced power. So I got it. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's confidence. Let me do this real quick. Gotcha. You know? Moving right along. Yeah, that's it. So, humble sucks. Don't be humble. Uh, If you want to compliment me and and say that I'm humble, or anyone is humble, um, the the word that I'll be using from this day forward is unpretentious. You are unpretentious. Um, Authentic, confident. um, You shit. Uh, I see. This is this is the thing too. When we get to this point, I forget where we came from. <laughs> <laughs> we just get to talking. Shit, we can just let's just keep going. So, but the- but I do remember where we were. I don't remember how we got here. I just remember okay. where we were. We were talking about um uh, the social fitting in, um insecurity that I that I had, uh, which was 
this insecurity that I didn't fit in because I was introverted. Mm. And I used to feel like there have been times where I've gone into rooms with really powerful people. And when I say like really powerful, I mean like people that were like responsible for um, the school board and um, lawyers and doctors. And um, there was a time where I was in the same room with the dude who, and literally in like the same closed room with like the dude who um, was is responsible for one of the biggest social network medias that we use. Mm. Um, he's the owner and creator of it. Um, people that can like really change your life in a snap with like they got an infinity gauntlet on you know um and i felt like at times that i didn't belong in that space even though i was in the room Mm. in a privileged position where people dream about being and i'm just like i don't feel like i'm supposed to be here um so with that said, I've come, I've like come through that where now it's like, it's not that I'm not supposed to be here. Like I'm not qualified because that was always my thing. What qualifies me to be in this place? What qualifies me to stand next to this person who's been working so hard to build this thing that's so big that reaches so many people? Um, what qualifies me to stand next to this person? Because they're clearly better than me. Um, I've had to kind of go with it myself and realize that they're not better than me and I'm not better than them. They just do what they do and I do what I do. And what qualifies me to be in this space is nothing that is judged by um, human logic. I am where I'm supposed to be. Mm. Uh, it's kind of like overcoming that fear of missing out. Yeah, I am where I'm supposed to be. So if I'm in a room full of millionaires and billionaires, I'm where I'm supposed to be, even if I ain't that. My job is to let them know I'm supposed to be here. I think that's a great time to have feel have that FOMO, you know, like, oh man, I missed out on being I missed out on the opportunity to be in a room with people who are in a place financially and as business owners and entrepreneurs and that, 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 that I wanna be in, mm-hmm. you know. That's when I would feel on the social level. That's when I would feel for them. Yes. You know what I mean. Otherwise, I wouldn't feel it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Um, but that's not a good time to feel it. I think because I've been. Well, no, 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 no. When well, they no, no. smell it. Well, no, no, no. Not, it's over. No, I would have that feeling if I wasn't there. If for whatever oh, reason, if I wasn't, if I wasn't I able you. to be there, like say, like, oh yeah, coming to da 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 da. So and something happened where I couldn't. Then I'd be like, oh fuck. I would feel like. I'm missing out on something like yes, because and I would only feel like that because I'm ready to present and really be in conversation with these people and 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 just you know just not even I would even maybe it might not even be a matter of like I'm ready to present but I am ready to present but I'm not going to leave with it I'm going to leave with all the other things about me that make me even interesting enough and qualified enough to be in this room. To the point where they're going to ask me, so what do you do? Because that's about because I've had that happen mm-hmm. many times over. You know, I'm talking about everything else under the sun other than what it is I do. Because I'm just interesting enough. You know, that person who is way better off financially than myself, they like, what do you do? Because you know a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I would say at that time I wasn't ready to present what I do in in a succinct. Concise way that made sense for them, 
to even want to invest and want to, you know, work with me, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so that's something that I've learned. Yeah, you got to stay ready. Yeah, but I know I can talk to anybody, you know what I mean? Um, was that your only insecurity you want to talk about? Oh, God, no, I got a whole bunch of insecurities. Um, <laughs> I got a whole bunch of them, man. I'm not going to talk about all of them. All right, well, just, just do, do, but, one, do one more, and I'll I talk about a couple of mine. Uh, something that I do got to mention, we kind of briefed over it last night. Um, we, as black men, when we start talking about insecurities, a lot of times we don't. We talk about like one thing. Like I mentioned that I want my chest to be more muscular. Like I want to be more muscular. I don't want to have a bird chest. I'm a skinny nigga body, you know. And then that was it. Even though I know within myself there's much more. Mm -hmm. Um... I think that admitting that within yourself is like, even out loud, like sometimes like saying some shit that you're afraid to say out loud, man, that's the freedom you feel from that is a hot damn near like, yeah, I could do that again. Mm -hmm. Let me tell on myself some more. But um, don't be telling on yourself either, y'all. Like, don't, don't, don't snitch on yourself. It's, <laughs> I was getting ready to say that. I'm just don't, like, we'll see where he goes. Don't, don't snitch on yourself, y'all. Like you're um, using all the wrong language. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't do that. I, you know, don't do. Being that. comfortable enough to speak on your insecurities and, and then that place of vulnerability. Yeah, you know, just keep it there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that just just know that it's okay to be insecure about a lot of shit. Um. So one of the other things that I'm insecure about is uh. Like, let's say in relationships, right? I'm dating a girl and she meets a friend and her and this friend have this male friend, man friend, have this beautiful relationship where they like super cool and super close and all of that shit. Um, and it feels like they're more close than her and I are, but they're close in a different way and it's not sexual. But I can't tell because I ain't in it. It's they shit. Mm -hmm. um, men have those sorts of situations with women all the time. Yeah. And the standard is that it's supposed to be cool. Like, yeah, that's just my friend. Like, I don't even want to fuck her. And you don't. I mean, you're not supposed to. But, you know, the, the idea is that you're not going to fuck her. Um, and that's okay for us. But when your girl get a friend, it's like, nah, she mm -hmm. can't have no friend. Fuck that nigga. Who's that nigga? Yeah, ain't no friend but me. I'm your friend. Yeah. I'm your daddy, your mama, your kid. You're everything. I'm everything you will ever need. You might as well just call me Jesus. So, with that said, that's how niggas <laughs> that's be. Pretty, and that ain't right. That's pretty deep, man. That ain't right. That's how they be, though. That's never, exactly how they be. I never felt like that. Not, I, not to that. Not to that extent. <laughs> I know people that have felt like that. And, I was, and I'm like, I need to get out of this environment. Because this shit possessive. is going to kill niggas. Like, yeah. I'm going to have to break up a domestic violence situation one day. And call the police on like you because I don't want to do that because we 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 family man like I can't do that shit but um I used I had an insecurity about that and I realized that the insecurity was rooted in not knowing my value of who I actually who I am and what I bring to any table in any situation that I am a part of and then it also roots in not knowing where I stand with that person, needing that reassurance. And just needing that reassurance in general. I, I've 
gotten to a point where sometimes that shit still creep up on me. Mm-hmm. I'm still working through that. I'm not too, you know, I ain't worked through it all the way yet. But um, I have gotten to a point where it's like, I'm cool if you got friend, friends, however close y'all are. That's y'all's relationship. That's a beautiful space for you to go and heal and do what you need to do. Um, I just hope that with that space that you have in your life for him, I got some space in your life too. And if I don't, then I'm okay with going the direction that I have to go, which is usually the other way or right or left. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, my hope for someone who is um, my partner is that they are healing their spirit and that they're getting past any traumas that they've experienced in their life. So when they get to the end of their life, they can look at a full, whole, complete version of who they are mm. and not like this idea of who they are supposed to be. Yeah. They are, they're looking at who they're supposed to be. So that's kind of like my belief. When you die, you get the chance to look in the mirror and when you look in the mirror, you see your whole self, but the person that you really are, hopefully you really look like the person you see in the mirror. Okay. Um, so that was one of my insecurities, just that possession and all of that sort of shit, like not possessing people and being okay with um, who I am and where I stand in a person's, not even in a person's life, it don't matter where I stand in a person's life, where I stand in my own life. Um, and the value that I bring to any given situation, it being greater than um, the value that I bring being greater than the uh, ability for someone else to come in and just take me off of that or whatever. Okay. You know? Okay. So that was a security for, my, for me, one of them. All right. One of many. Okay. So... I don't know if you say you never experienced that. So, I never experienced that. Well, yeah, I never, because I, I don't know. I just never had the, 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 the desire to possess anybody like that. It's weird. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird. Like, when you, I've, like, you I've, gotta stop yourself. I've like, experienced no, weird, jealousy, man. but I, I've never, it's, again, it just wasn't just like, nah, you, like, that's it. You don't need to deal with nobody else but me. Like you are mine. That's it. Like I've never, I've I, never, I've never experienced that. Um, maybe you've experienced it because I've never felt like that about anybody. Like about anybody. Like you're mine. I have felt jealous too. But maybe you've experienced where someone that you were with was possessive over you. Like you can't go to these places. You can't do these things. I've experienced that. Mm. Actually, like a lot of people I've been with have been like, you can't do this shit. You with, can't go with these people. With 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 one woman, but she she actually know two women, but one the 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 reasonable woman she was just like reasonable like okay you go do your thing whatever the not so reasonable woman. <laughs> Oh man, she was just retarded. I know we're not supposed to say retarded, but no. <laughs> um, yeah, she she definitely she, she was emotionally she, immature. She definitely inserted herself in in into the situations in ways that were just really really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and made it to where people didn't want to come around because 
as long as I was still involved with her. Mm. Um, so speaking of relationships, so one of my insecurities is whether or not I would make a good partner because, and I'm really, I'm really coming clean with some shit, y'all. Um, one of my insecurities is whether or not I would make a great partner because I, one, have never been in a long-term relationship. Two, um, at least not officially. And two, um, because I've had more, I've had more failures and successes. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the midst of relationships. I've just been in a lot of bad situations. Um, some of those, and both both parties, myself and the other woman, we were both at fault. Um, now that I'm aware of this, um, and I know what it is that I want to attract and the person that I want to present, um, who is more knowledgeable and more aware of themselves, I just wondered to myself, okay, so when whoever she is, when she comes, you know, am I going to make a great partner? You know what I mean? Am I, am I going to be able to do the things necessary to make this relationship work? Hmm. Because I, I don't even know if I've even gotten the right practice up to this point. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, and the reason why I think about that is because I am I'm, I'm older, you know, I'm a, I'm a few years away from 40. And I'm feeling like okay, I, I want to be in a in a in a in a long term relationship, leading to marriage and things. But you know, I don't. As far as a relationship goes, I don't know if I if I if I got the tools and the know how to do it mm. to do it in the way that it, it needs to be done successfully. And I know it takes in a work. romantic relationship. Yes, and yeah. I, I know it takes work. But do I even know what that work consists of? You know what I mean? Um, whereas I'm sure whoever this woman is, she will have had much experience because every woman I've been involved with has been in at least one long-term relationship has lived with somebody all of that you know what mm-hmm. I mean I've had not had any of those experiences and I know there's other people in the world like that but I don't know you know everybody I know even, even if even if they're single right now they've had those experiences mm-hmm. um, at least once in life so that's one of my insecurities another one just when I'm a little more vocal about it, it's just you know I wish that I looked my age, you know, because people a lot of people mm-hmm. come at me in a in a in a in a condes- Let me not say a lot. That's that's over exaggerating. More than what I would like, um, people come at me in a way that's a little condescending because I appear to be much younger than what I am, mm-hmm. and I and I always feel like I have to either be on point and respond in a way that either shows like I'm not offended but you're not gonna get over on me or I'm carrying around this attitude like you know how old I am mm-hmm. and I'm just like no you don't know how old I am because you, you think I'm yeah. you think I'm 21 you know um you think I'm younger than you you know when I'm at a lot more often than that, I'm older than a lot of people that come at me in that way or if, if it's somebody who is older than me you know I find that I can at least have a conversation and the conversation comes about in a way where they're like, how old are you? How old are you? Because you, no, nah, something ain't matching up. How, how, how old are you, Merlin? <laughs> <laughs> so I know black don't crack, but they don't, it, this, this is a different type of not cracking right here. <laughs> you know? Um, but I do it, and people say, oh, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a blessing. And I'm just like, okay, we're not talking about 
I'm 40 and people mistake me for 30. I'm talking about I am 36 and people mistake me for 21. Mm. And that is you mistaking me for not knowing shit about life at mm. all. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. a different type of mistaking me for something. You know, um, so those are two insecurities right there that just came to mind when we had when we thought of this 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 topic, you know. Um there's others, but those really are, you know, top of mind for me right now. I think those are solid. Mm-hmm. I think those are solid. Um a lot of people I don't know about age necessarily, because most people look older than what they really are. Mm-hmm. Um And considering but, my life I'm actually surprised that I haven't aged more in physically, you know, in my face. Cause I, I've, 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 I've been out here a long time, man. Stressful shit. I didn't been out. I've been running these streets for a long time, man. I started early. Mm-hmm. I started early, and I started doing a lot of things that you shouldn't, that teenagers shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, I still, I still have a youthful appearance. Um, so, you know, I don't know, but. You were no, saying. no, no. I, I was just saying uh, that uh, a lot of people, I don't know for sure that a lot of people have those insecurities. I know a lot of them got them. Everybody got them. Mm. But um, I think those are solid. Uh, something I wanted to talk about was um, through insecurity, like how your insecurities enable uh, like your ego to tell you that you should have or shouldn't have things that you really shouldn't have or that you ain't work for. Um, and it's called entitlement. Um, insecurities can lead to a sense of entitlement. I'm insecure. Not me, but... I mean, well, I am, but not about this particular thing. Um, a person's insecure. And with that being said, this person being insecure, um, they... They, they feel like they should possess this person, this woman, or this man in a relationship. And they shouldn't. Nobody should be possessed. But with that said, it, it means that you have a sense of entitlement for um, the existence of someone. You have a sense of entitlement for how you uh, enjoy the time that you spend with someone. Uh, you have a sense of entitlement for the time that someone is spending, period. You know, this this whole person's everything. So with that said, it's like, um, I think that not only do we have to, as black men, as people, deal with insecurity, but we also have to deal with entitlement um, as it relates to our insecurities and entitlement as it relates to the privilege that, the privilege and the rights that we actually have um, that we actually gain through um, either hard work when we talk about privilege or rights, things that we have access to because we are contributing members of society. So that's one of the things that I want to talk about. What I'm going to do is I guess I, I should describe or give a definition of what entitlement actually is. So. Geronimo, I'm not going to take it off of airplane mode because I already wrote it down. But what I will do is uh, just tell you what I wrote down. Um, entitlement is the belief that a one person deserves uh, or has the right to something that they think should be given to them. Mm-hmm. Literally given to them. They think 
this shit's mine because because it's mine mm. and that's not how it works um it's like believing that things that you want should be um given to them without work um but believing that someone or something deserves something it's not bad you know that's how you manifest things right that's literally how the law of attraction works it law of attraction is like i believe that i deserve to have a million dollars and because i believe that i deserve to have a million dollars for the mindset switch comes in and being um responsible and proactive about what your mind is actually doing when you're attracting these things or saying these things and how they attract to you i believe i should have a million dollars so i'm going to work to create opportunities um i'm going to work to create opportunities to attract this million dollars to me the way you do it is really tricky because then you go down a path of either being manipulative or being um playing victim or pretty much doing things that are more sophisticated versions of throwing a tantrum mm-hmm. um you go through that path and you walk that and it's like yo that's not how you're gonna get it like even if you do get it it's you sure you really want that um as far as the law of attraction works <clears throat> being honest and open and vulnerable and transparent about your needs and um with yourself as well about what you really need and about how you are responding to the world i think that is how you get successful um law of attraction karma juju um but that entitlement man, it's, a, it's a horrible thing um it's pretty much like a person being like i'm gonna take something from you and if you don't give it to me you're the selfish one i'm gonna take your ability to make decisions from you and if you don't give it to me you're selfish i'm gonna take your space from you and if you don't give it to me you're selfish i'm going to take energy from you and if you don't give it to me then you're selfish i'm going to take your right to make decisions from you and if you don't give it to me you're selfish i'm gonna take the milk out of your refrigerator and if you don't let me drink your milk you're a selfish ass motherfucker bro are all entitled people narcissists that comes up um that did come up when i was really doing a lot of introspection about this narcissism is connected to entitlement um a lot of people confuse what is the act of self-love with narcissism Mm -hmm. self-love is not about narcissism is it is actually closely related to um entitlement because entitlement is about incapability Mm -hmm. It's about the incapability to get what you want Mm -hmm. um, without setting healthy boundaries. Self-love is all about setting healthy boundaries. Boundaries that consider everybody else's perspective and most importantly yours, but not before everyone else's. And then executing those while still being fair to everybody else and upholding other people to those expectations. That's healthy boundaries and setting up those things with self-love narcissism is just like nigga this is the me show are you you know i'm here watching me on the me show are you tuned in too and i'm gonna say and do whatever i need to do to make sure that you stay tuned in to the me show i need that and the minute that you stop contributing to the me show is the minute that you have no room in my life anymore so i need to now 
get rid of you. I need to let you leave. I need you to do those things. Um, when you're entitled, when you have that sense of entitlement, that's kind of how those conversations start. So I need to let you go. Instead of it being like, you're free to go whenever you're ready. So, <clears throat> as, this, as this topic of entitlement and privilege as it relates to black men, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm just speaking on on the surface. Oh, of it. And entitlement. Okay, yeah, we haven't got but to we haven't got to like the okay. the specifics of it. All right, okay, so I won't jump ahead then. Um, no, it's fine. We can segue into it. Okay, so outside of <clears throat> and this is crazy because I don't I I actually know it's not in real life off the internet. Um, because I always say yeah, black men, black men ain't popping. But black men ain't popping on the internet. You talk to a lot of people who don't inhabit Twitter and all of that, you know, who aren't necessarily, um, yeah, who don't inhabit Twitter or whatnot. Black men are, are, are okay. I won't say like we're like up here in the in the general sense, but we're not as as down in the dumps, not in the gutter like we are on on social media. Nah, on social media, black men ain't popping. Black men ain't shit. Black men are trash. All of that. So, and if you if you think otherwise, especially as a woman, you're a pick me. So here's why I I think that black men ain't popping, and what is actually popping. For black men. Hold on, hold on. Before you get to that, I want to just tie in the entitlement aspect. Yeah. So yeah. it's this topic of entitlement in black men. I think it 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 has been more heavily fueled um, as a result of social media. Um, social media um, is definitely a place where um, people who have more progressive thoughts and have really sat down and thought about um the way in which we engage with one another the way in, the, the 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 privilege that the privileges that different demographics of people possess mm -hmm. um those individuals they they really that that's that's where they they live like they are in a book or some scholarly scholarly journal scholarly document um in academia or what have you um, so that exits out a lot of people who don't inhabit that space. There's mm -hmm. a lot of people who went to college who don't inhabit that space. They just Absolutely. went to get a degree. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They couldn't tell you, you know, they don't want to talk. They don't know nothing about pronouns. They don't know nothing about, you know, um, uh, 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 triggers and, and any of these buzzwords we hear now. Right. Um, I, I, I do... I believe that there are people who believe that they are entitled regardless of whatever label they are, whatever box they check. Uh, entitled to what, though? Entitled to our basic unalienable human rights, our, 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 how, we, how, we, um, how we take up space in the world, um, whether or not, so since we're talking about black men, you know, I don't think, generally speaking, like, as, as a collective, I don't think black men, we believe that we're entitled. Well, that's the thing. I think that there are some of us who believe that, you know, 
And I and I, I do agree that there's there's toxic masculinity out there. I do yeah, like yeah. I'm not one of those people who are like, you're just making up shit. No, yeah, no, that's just that's just anybody anybody there's there's people who they're they are men in general, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, whatever, who believe that they are entitled to um the pussy. That they are entitled to the job. That all these things that the are money that are that are markers of success and masculinity and manhood mm-hmm. they are entitled to that as opposed to looking at like well these are things I want or I have it in me to attain these things so I need to go and do the work to to, to, to acquire and to obtain and, and, and attract these things into my life mm-hmm. now that's healthy you know what I mean um, but just generally speaking and going that again back down to specifics I don't I don't believe collectively black men we think that we're entitled to shit. Okay. That's not that goes beyond our basic inalienable human rights. So, all right. So here's the thing: where black men popping um, definitely is not the inner cisgender black men are not popping on the internet. Um, when we talk about black men, we forget that there are several different. There's not one way to be a black man other than have a penis or to identify as a man mm. and be black um, with that said um, cisgender black men are not popular on the internet um, cisgender straight black men cisgender straight black men thank you not in our pocket um, but where, where black men stereotypically black men pop is in porn if you go to a porn site and you are on. You've never been to that porn site before. They literally generate randomly. You are going to find white woman, white milf, with teen a, girl with a, with a black dick in her mouth with a BBC. <laughs> and we all in her mouth or in her vagina. It's, it's going. It's going to either be picture or it's going to say on on the font such and such. Uh, takes down the BBC, gargle the BBC, um, and I'm looking like a before before Christ. Nah, big belly, and then you know it's white people because it's cock. <laughs> That's where black men um, have an a a high value as opposed to, I mean not opposed, but when we talk about um entertainment and and the way that we consume it entertainment and information that's what the value is mm. but if it's not smut then yeah we don't have um, a real value and it would be it would seem like it would seem as if we don't have a, a right to entitlement but black men do have entitlement um, black men feel entitled to the woman that their um, dream has told them that they'll have that they've been groomed to say for their entire life, this woman's gonna be my wife. Okay. When I meet her, she's gonna look like this, and she's gonna be like this, and she's gonna help me do this, and she's gonna help me do that. This is gonna be the one. And when I get her, when I see her, she's mine. I know it. That's entitlement. Okay. You're not in, that woman. Is, no person is entitled to you ever. No one is entitled to you unless y'all are doing business and y'all have agreed that this is what you do and this is what I do. When you fail to do this, then you fuck up the whole arrangement. Mm. You know, it's simple. Um, 
It's simple. That's it. If you fail to do it, you fuck it, fuck it all up. So with that said, um, our, and I won't say for every black man, but from what I see, black men would say that there we don't have a entitlement because we're not entitled to anything. Um, black women would disagree. Holy. Niggas pop up my DMs all the time talking about where's the pussy, where can we meet at, and then I turn them down and now they mad. Like I was supposed to just talk to them. So the equivalent of a dude getting curved on the street. Yeah. Hey, bitch, you a bitch and I don't talk to you. That's like male privilege. That's like male entitlement. And that's what black men, I believe, go through. I don't think that it's connected to race. I don't think like black men see other black men and it's like, you ain't fucking with me? Oh, okay. You, shit, fuck you too then, my nigga. That's a whole other conversation, the way we look at each other, especially young black men. The way we look at each other when we cross each other's paths. It's like we sizing each other up. You know what I mean? And we don't, we don't speak. Like, mm-hmm. I be wanting to speak, but again, because I look like I'm 12, some young dude walked by me and he sizing me up. I'm just like, I ain't your enemy, brother. <laughs> that's the thing. You know what I mean? But that's another conversation. Yeah, but yeah, that's, okay. Say that for next week. But or next time. But in regards to just like the whole like, you know, dude gets curved, so now the woman is a bitch. I've actually witnessed that a lot. Yeah, I have too. Down here. I have I haven't been seeing that so I didn't see that so much in recent years in DC or, or, or whatnot. Um Maybe because it's not that many black people living in the city limits anymore in DC, <laughs> but um, definitely I, I've seen that here, and I'm just like, "Damn, you really feel away?" I, okay, granted, maybe her homegirl was like just trying to like keep shit going because she's ready to go. You call a cop blocking or whatever, but that don't mean you gotta start calling her homegirl all oh, crazy man, names and shit. Too. You know what I mean? Because you could, she, you, you feel like okay, now I can't get. I can't get your homegirl number because you block it. You know what I mean? That's the thing. People as a whole do not handle rejection well. We were not taught as children how to handle rejection. Mm. You got to think about it. As babies, when we cry, we get everything we want. Mm. When we get to be toddlers and we start developing personality, we still get everything that we want. But we are more able-bodied to go and get those things. So we go get it. Um... Not only does that fuel a sense of entitlement, because now it's like we can get it. If we don't get it, we still got baby ways so we can cry and throw a temper tantrum or sophisticated and manipulate and lie to throw in a sophisticated temper tantrum to get what we want. Mm. Um, You got that going. But rejection is not something that we really experience well. When your mom tells you you can't do this thing and if you cry, I'm gonna beat your ass. Or if you, or your dad tells you, boy, you better dry them tears up right now. So you're crying like a little girl. Mm-hmm. Or you experience any of those things that don't allow you to really, you know, positively express your emotions in a healthy way. When you don't present that to a kid, that kid grows up and the way that he deals with rejection is gonna be like, bitch, well, fuck you too then. Don't nobody even wanna talk to your stank ass. You a hoe anyways. You know what I'm saying? Like, and all she can sit and say is, but the nigga literally wanted to talk to me like just a second ago. I don't understand where we went left. He, it's rejection. We don't know how to handle it. Um, 
we're not taught how to deal with it. And then when we become adults, we still not taught how to deal with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So it just carries over. I think that that's an issue as well. And dealing with rejection does not help having... It actually fuels a sense of entitlement. Because mm-hmm. it makes you... Something that I looked up is like... Well, not just looked it up, but realized that the person who is dealing with entitlement issues is the last person to know that they are dealing with entitlement issues. Absolutely. They never see it. And when it does hit them, it's like, damn! You mean to tell me I've been dealing with this shit all this time? That should be a super duper shot. So, learning how to deal with rejection would actually kill entitlement issues, I think. Or it would help to kill them. And, um... That's kind of it in today's world. Like, well, that ain't just it, but what I see when I see other black men being rejected and then the way they deal with it is having a sense of entitlement. Well, shit, she was supposed to talk to me anyways. Um, She was supposed to be my girl. She made me feel like we had this thing. Or that job was mine anyways. Or that position, that situation, that was for me anyways and I didn't get it. They chose somebody else. Shit, who was this nigga that they chose? I bet that nigga ain't even more qualified. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dog, it's not that serious. It's not the end of the world. This woman that turned you down does not mean that she's... There's somebody probably better suited for you waiting. That's first. It's a lot of women in the world. It's a lot of women. It's a lot of jobs. It's a lot of money. To be upset over one buck? Nigga, what? But that... <clears throat> I think that type, when you're talking about that negative response to rejection and how that's connected to entitlement, I think a lot that has a lot to do with lack of power. Definitely. Just Definitely. even just like in the general sense of you have no, there's no one around you that has any real power. And the person that you think that's close to you that has power, they don't even have power. Because if they did, you would know better and you wouldn't act like that. Yeah, you know, nah, it's, it's, it's again, entitlement is, is literally rooted in incapability. And there's, a, it's, there's so many black men who feel powerless mm-hmm. um, in so many different ways. And I mean... And then they get power and it feeds the ego, which feeds entitlement. And they mistake their, they mistake... Well... They mistake aggression for power. The, or they mistake their masculinity for power. You know what I mean? It's just like, nah... That's just the that's just the behavior. That's just the performance. It you is. know what I mean? Power. You could even be powerful without acting in an aggressive way. You could just absolutely. You could push a button. You could make a phone call. Just say, hey, do this thing. Cool. Silence. Power. Silence can be power. Silence can be power. Power is oftentimes not. It's not necessarily rooted in just like material or or, 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 or capability, but also just in respect that people have for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's a powerful thing when people respect you enough. To just be like, you know what? I'm gonna do this because they made the call, and you know, and this is their stand-up guy, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that's where this disconnect happens. You know what I mean? And and, and it's it's really really unfortunate. You know, what I mean? it's so unfortunate because I know if I talk, I talk about knowledge yourself. Somebody made a joke the other day, like, yeah, man, you know. Like this five percentage of them, like I ain't no five percenter, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I go be on so what's today's mathematics? None of that shit. But um, <laughs> although if I if, if had I been born ten years earlier, I might have been a five percenter in my younger days. But um, 
but then people be calling me a hotep today and all types of some of your favorite rappers were five percenters absolutely they were by the way so <laughs> look at me deflecting anyway um <laughs> anywho um yeah it, it, it's really unfortunate how we just don't because we just don't know ourselves enough we don't even realize like intrinsically like we have power just our our existence our presence you know we don't have to be mean we don't have to be rude we don't have to be aggressive um in, a, in an unprovoked way mm-hmm. you know what i mean um in order to to show so, showcase some quote-unquote power i agree you know um so i definitely think that that entitlement as in the way that you're speaking about it is rooted in just sense of powerlessness yes, in- yes, yes incapability powerlessness yes. um vulnerability and yeah because um, that same dude that just got curved on the street you know by whatever woman he might see the same woman get pulled by um the dude that in his mind got it all you know what i mean mm-hmm. material like he he driving something nice he dressed good he got a he got a nice crib you know he's got he's getting money in whatever way he's getting money you know what i mean and or it could be not as as uh, materialistic. It could just be this dude just got more charisma, right? And she just liked his personality versus your personality. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I became aware of in my adult life was that women can smell lame niggas. Yes, like that shit is hilarious to me. How can you smell if a nigga is lame? Like how can you pawn him off as that? Mm-hmm. And they be right. They be like, "Oh, that nigga's lame." I don't talk. He's not. He hasn't done the work, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, damn. We don't even know. I be trying yeah. to defend the nigga, and sure enough, it come out later on that the nigga was lame. I'm like, ah, oh, ah, oh, I stood up for you, man. Don't defend the lame dude. Don't. I, never again. She said he lame. Hey, her lamear went off, bro. But it's also interesting to see women fall for lame dudes. That so, is interesting to see as well. And you, even when you forewarn them, because I forewarn, for, have forewarned many women, like, you know, he's like, like that motherfucker's whack as shit. You like it? And it'd be like strictly platonic between me and this other woman. And I'm just like, I want to protect you from mm-hmm. another failed whatever. But you go ahead and do your thing. And then, sure enough, it's like, I told you. I told you. That'd be the thing. You gotta you when I see that um, when I talk to a lame nigga and I tell him like listen bro and those motherfuckers lame niggas be the, be some entitled motherfuckers oh man that's that's really what that's really what kind of got me thinking about this like knowing lame dudes and I'm like bro you know like she don't belong to you nothing about this entire situation whether it be her them shim him he heard them whatever pronoun you were using to describe this human being did you say shim all of that oh man they gonna come for you they come <laughs> they gonna Listen, come get that's you that's the thing they, they been coming for me anyway they gonna man. come get you and they gonna be like why you why you should know better and it's like uh, listen man. listen man listen man i keep telling you i'm slightly problematic just it, just look. just because i check a box doesn't mean like look i'm slightly problematic it's okay if, if you feel like <laughs> if you feel like i'm coming for you in anything that I say on here, you, if you feel like I'm coming for you, then you can inbox me or put me on blast 
at on Instagram or Twitter, and my handle is at Robert J, Robert J A Y underscore B B is in Bay Bay, and you can blast me there, and then we can talk about it. We can do a, a public or private forum discussion. This is what I mean. The film is because you could just be like, yeah, I, yeah, I would have just pointed the camera. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. You know, so yeah, we can we can do that there or whatever, and I, I have no problem explaining what I meant. I have no problem explaining where I came from, if I was wrong or right or whatever. Um, I enjoy being vulnerable, and maybe that that's something that you might want to try too. Um, also, you shouldn't be disappointed in the way that I express myself, because if you are disappointed in myself, in the, my expression of myself or the way that I, I am, then you, my friend, are feeling some sense of entitlement. Um, and that's so selfish of me to, 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 to think of how I'm expressing myself. I mean, obviously, other people are only thinking of you and how you feel about what's being said about shit that ain't got nothing to do with you. Only, only assholes think of how to express themselves for themselves without thinking of the way that these things that they're expressing sound to other people who they're not even talking to. What selfishness Did exists in the world? Okay. That was my monologue for okay. today's episode. I hope y'all got all that because I'm like, is, does this make any sense to you, man, what you just said? <laughs> to them, to them, to the person listening mad that I said some shit that didn't have shit to do with him, oh, he used that. To them, it makes sense. Right. But to normal people, that's the other thing I learned. You cannot, you can't approach a conversation with someone being logical, well, with someone being emotional logically. Absolutely not. Absolutely so not. all that shit that didn't make sense was speaking to the person that's listening to this conversation emotionally. Shit don't make sense. So with that, I would like to segue into um, a bone. Small bone, it's not a big bone. Small bone, I like to pick with the cancel mob. <laughs> um, you know, I do more lurking than talking on Twitter, and you know, I just, I just get so frustrated with when it's time to cancel somebody because, yeah, I just I, the way people cancel, it's like I, I don't even know what y'all code of ethics is or nothing like that. But they need to write them down. Writing shit down is an effective way to communicate. That, that will require them to organize, and there's no organization in, in the world of social media. Right. Um, so I'm not going to talk about one particular person who they, that, that's recently been canceled because I, I had stopped really following this person a while ago, but um, when I saw this person, it was being called for this person to be canceled, I was just like, you know... Do y'all cancel y'all family members, y'all problematic family members in the way that y'all cancel these people that y'all don't know? You know what I mean? Because it's just like... Never. Do y'all even, like, have these same conversations to... Do y'all have... Do y'all take the time even to have a conversation with your problematic family members to educate them? I know I do. And I don't cancel my family members who are problematic because... Um, and I, I said this on Twitter, like, because they they supported me and been there for me more often than not number one you're a good one number two because niggas get canceled 
I mean, if you, I'm not gonna cancel you if you like you've really been there for me. Now, if you ain't never did shit for me, and then you and you just problematic as fuck, and you just saying all types of crazy shit, then fuck you. You know what I mean? But if you've really been there for me, you just, you know, you're just not as open minded as I am, or, 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 or worldly as I am. Okay, I mean that that's life for some people. You know what I mean? I know it's not gonna be the case for everybody. Um, when it comes to celebrities and whatnot getting canceled and what what have you, I'm just like. And I had a conversation with, with one of my coworkers about this. It's like, when is it time or, or when do we give people an opportunity to grow, f- to give these people, te- have teaching moments with these people? Never. You know what I mean? And I'm just like... Fuck them. And then That's I'm just why. like, all right, well, how many of these people, how many of these people in the cancel mob went outside? How many of these people have experienced anything worse than receiving an F for the first time or... You know, not getting a participation award. And yes, I'm, 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 I'm being, I'm being an asshole about this because it's just like I, I, I feel. And I'm, this, let me let y'all know something about me. I, I wasn't the toughest kid growing up. I was picked on. You know what I mean? Like all of that. And it, 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 it took a very, very long, long time for me to even feel good enough about myself to stand up for myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But in the midst of all that, I've experienced some. I've experienced much worse than receiving a bad grade for the first time or not getting a participation award or anything. I And I was going outside for a long time. And I really just think, you know, a lot of people just don't want to, either don't want to feel any type of discomfort or they just want to be a part of something. They just want to be some get-wits. And it's just kind of like, that's whack. You know what I mean? So, any for any of these people who are close to any of these celebrities that are being canceled, with the exception of R. Kelly, because I'm still wondering why, how he, but anyway, we already talked about him. Yeah. Um, are people not allowed to, um, you know, grow? Do y'all not have any type of empathy whatsoever for somebody who just don't know? Because I think too, maybe you're expecting too much from these people in these positions of influence. That part. You know what I mean? That is where it's at. Because just because a first person is famous doesn't mean that they're educated, doesn't mean that they that they have deep thoughts, that they that they are, are introspective in any way, shape, or form. They owe no obligation to any of the people who have helped them. That's that entitlement shit. Mm-hmm. Because I've helped you reach this point, you yeah. are now entitled to make sure that when I need help or correction or whatever it is, however you out there represent yourself, it is a direct reflection of me. And you are now entitled to make sure that I constantly look good because I have supported you. And that shit is crazy. Um, they are not entitled to you. Anybody who... I love Kanye West. I get mad at Kanye West because some of the shit he does just does not make sense. But... You I, haven't canceled him. I would never cancel him. He's a human being. The dude is still growing. He ain't reached the end of his story yet. He hasn't. He hasn't done anything in my eyes for me to cancel him. You know what I mean? He hasn't. He ain't. As far as I know, he ain't raped nobody. No. He ain't. He ain't. Uh, no, no, no. It's not just he didn't rape nobody. He ain't. Uh, he didn't rape nobody. Get off on it. Lie about it. Get off on it. Then they come back and say that you did this shit with more video proof, testimonies. All the stories sound the same. Mm-hmm. All of this shit. And then he say. They trying to kill me, man. It, like, stop it, y'all. You're you getting canceled, bro. I'm sorry. You know, I gotta cancel you because you're not even 
dealing with the situation in a responsible way. There are people that's looking up to you. People who are potentially rapists watching your shit and learning. Oh, well, this is how I don't take accountability for the shit that I'm about to do to somebody's daughter. Y'all ain't never had a homie that was just wilding. Did y'all pull his coattail or pull her coattail, pull them to the side, have a conversation with them? Did you really? Because that's just really what Kanye West is. He's just wilding right now. So when you say when you say pull the coattail, I know what it means. But you mean publicly or privately? Privately. Okay, because we got to be real clear okay. on that. Because, you know, people be like, oh, yeah, I told that nigga on Twitter. Nah, that's like bringing your, 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 your supposed baby father on Maury to let them know. <laughs> Something you that you, that you can have a conversation father. about in private. Right. You brought me on Mari for this shit. Yeah, you brought me on Twitter for this. Bro, you're not my friend. Yeah. 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 So, you know, even so, that same conversation, say for instance, and we could get off Kanye after this, but the same conversation that Charlemagne had that with him at his house in Utah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was that Wyoming? Wyoming. It's yeah. Wyoming. Um, who. Do we know had a, that same private conversation with him? I mean, we don't. They had those private conversations and, all the time. But did anybody decide to have that private conversation with him or, or not? Because since he's a celebrity, oh, it's, we can turn this into a thing. We can sell something, whatever. Uh, Is there anybody close to Kanye West that had that private conversation with him? It's gotta be. So with that, we're talking about like the Daniel Caesars, we're talking about the, uh, and I said they, I wasn't going to say nobody's name, but Daniel Caesar, we're talking about the uh, 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 um, the just hilariouses, these types of people. You know what I mean? It's just like every day I get up and I go on Twitter, I'm like, who the fuck y'all cancel now? I'm just like, all right, well, who close to them is having a conversation with them? Right. You know what I mean? And then when y'all are presented the opportunity to have the conversation with them, are y'all allowing that to be a teachable moment after you, are you or have you already passed judgment? So we're going to circle back around to Daniel Caesar. Because we're going to jump off ahead to um, something that was that came up last week. Yeah, last week um, with regards to Yes Jewels and just yeah. something else she done did now. So, you know, a couple years ago, she had the whole thing about asking if she could wear a shirt that says nigga one. You know, um, so here we are, 2019. The, the, shirt, the shirt said niggas lie a lot. The shirt said niggas lie a lot. And she asked Joe Button. Specifically Joe Button, because they was going through something. Mm. But she asked him on Twitter, of all places, tweeted this shit, because she's ignoring his phone calls. Didn't even directly message him, but she put it out because they had a relationship and they know that they joke about this type of shit. But apparently he act like they did. So, Absolutely, because he got to keep his black card. Exactly. So, <laughs> so with that... With like, that, I, don't, I don't know Slim. I don't know her. I don't know what she's telling. Niggas ain't... Niggas, <laughs> niggas lie a lot, though. So, and it's funny. That was the shirt. But, uh... So, here we are two years later. Yeah. And she... she people, you know, people are, are upset with her again because, um... Shit, what did she say? So, she, <laughs> she got said... Uh, no, she was talking about... She did some interview. I can't remember who it was with. But it was like a week ago. And she did an interview where she said that uh, several people try to discredit her for um, being an influence in culture. Mm-hmm. And they try to say that she's a culture vulture. Yes. They say that um, 
she rapped on the soldier on the soldier boy interview or something like that. And in the freestyle, she made a generalization about black people, saying that they don't get back. She also said that uh, black women hate her, and because black men think she's attractive. And she also rapped in the joint in her freestyle that um, she is more valuable to the culture than actual black people. Also, I have to make a point to say. I've been wondering what the culture has been for quite some time. People say, I do this for the culture, I do this for the culture. And I'm coming to the understanding that the culture is black culture. That is the culture that we are actually talking about, black culture. So, with black, that... Black culture influences a great deal in the world. It does. A great deal. So, now that we know that we're talking about black culture, yes, Jules, you have to be very clear about what it is that you're doing for the black culture. Um, for what I'm seeing, she has a sense of entitlement. She feels like, shit, I'm putting all this work. Y'all need to at least give me some sort of props. I should at least be able to express myself and say the word nigga or the word, or say that um, I give back more than actual black people or that y'all just like me because my ass is fat or whatever right, it is. Right, and that's where she lacks the cultural sensitivity to even know, like, you can't say none of the shit you just said. Exactly, you know because what I mean? and then, do things for the culture, you keep in mind that this culture is a living, breathing thing, that it is reactive, yes. and that it is fragile. And it's rooted, a lot of it is influenced not only by the, the creativity that black people possess, um, and the successes that we've had, but also a lot of the traumas that we've experienced. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, for you as a white woman to come in and say these things... And, and, and we gotta, and I wanna be clear about this too, there, there are... There's Yes Jules, but then there are tons of other people who fall into that category. So Yes Jules is literally just a representation of so many other people. Oh yeah, absolutely. So it's not just Yes Jules that we're necessarily coming for. Because if we're coming for her, then Yes Jules, stop it. But this ain't necessarily about her. This is just about what people perceive as a culture vulture. People not knowing their place in in the room and in, in the world. That's in what this is about. Um, a seat at the table. So but when Solange get home, boy, she gonna let you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you, 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 you don't want that. You don't want that. But uh, Auntie Solange. Um, we saying it like we know Solange. We know you down the street somewhere if you even in town. <laughs> uh, she, she, she around. Um, but um, but yeah. So, um, so she she did all that. Then she you know she she mentions two. Prominent black women within hip hop culture. Karen Civil and Scotty Bean. And um, you know, Karen Civil was very diplomatic in her response. Oh, but this is but what Scotty Bean was ready for the action. Come go see her out Jersey. Nah, right you gotta, now. You gotta tell them what she said. What she said about them was that um they tried to say that her claim to fame was that she slept her way to the top, right? Yes. But she did not sleep well. That she slept away to the side. <laughs> I was like, weren't you just talking about some sex tape she did? Which yeah, I, didn't I was know. about to say, like, I she didn't know, did I didn't know about tape. the sex tape. I didn't know she about did it. do the sex tape, so it was hard for me to stand behind her and be like, she did not sleep her way to the top. She would never. Don't you don't you cape for her. I ain't caping. Don't you get murder mooped and Daniel look, Caesar down here, now, sir. Look now. Because if I can't I can't protect you. Look I, now. I can't I, I can't do I'm, it. I'm good, I can handle this. she definitely did the sex tape. I'm definitely not against saying that she um, slept her way where she is, but I also am for saying that to get where you are, you, it's not just sleeping your way. You actually do have to do a lot of hard work, even to get in the bed of some of these people that 
supposedly put her in position. I don't know if y'all seen the uh, Versace uh, autobiography, but Andrew Cunanan put in that work to to sleep with Aunt, with uh, Gianni. He put in that work. Now, with that said, um, I think that she actually did do her job as far as a professional profession um, professional host and um, entertainment public figure goes. I do think that she actually did her job and does her job. And they, she was pretty much saying that Karen Sybil and Scotty Beam was just trying to say, like, you know, you slept your way to the top. But the way that their names even came up in the first place is that she was saying that they feel like she should not be in the position that she is in. How did she become a host? And um, mostly, why aren't they in the position that she is in? And... Even to that, it's just like, what? <laughs> How are you comparing yourself to them? Like, That's what she said, though. She said, I'm not even like them. We don't even do the same shit. We don't do the same shit. She said, that's what people are saying. And they took to Twitter. Pretty much, that's, what I, that's why Karen's response was just like, listen, like, you I slept got, your way. I ain't got, I ain't got nothing like, to do I with this shit. shit. Do yeah, whatever. And, and Scotty, I don't know if she's still working her way up. But she definitely approached it like I'm about that drama and y'all talk about it. I mean, it. Scott, Scott, Scotty Beam is definitely um, well known um, as an influencer, as a, as a, as a host, as a, as a, as a public figure within hip hop. You know, what I mean, she's she's one of the one of the the, the hosts of um, State of the Culture. You know, I've been to a couple of events where she hosted, um, and you know, she does her thing. So, but. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, in just knowing how problematic Yes Jules has been mm -hmm. within recent years, I'm not mad at her for even wanting to, you know, even saying like, come see me, you know what I mean? Because you're not, you're not going, you're not, you're not going to undermine anything I've done with you doing that. what you've done, you I know what I mean? Um, so then, you've got two brothers, two black men. Murder Moot, Daniel Caesar. Yeah. Twitter has canceled them. Well, I don't know if 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 Daniel Caesar is fully canceled. I don't know. Um, but it's hard to know that he was ever really on. <laughs> I mean, he's. Dope. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fan of his music. So you know, whatever. He's dope. You know what I mean? Um, Murder Moot. You know what I mean? I, it is is after you know DVD mixtape era. You know, it's just like. I don't want you to lose your check, brother, but, like, you, you sounded real crazy. Just, you know. Nah. He sounded like how niggas in the hood sound when they are not on tape mm -hmm. and in a quiet space in the room with their friends talking about all this shit. He sounded like how niggas really sound. That's how niggas really sound. Yeah, hell yeah, you wore the shirt to say nigga. I don't give a yeah, fuck. Like, you, hey, like, that shit don't affect me. White people ain't your friends till it's time to pay rent and all this other shit. Oh, yeah. You know, and what have you. But, so, because of them, because of Murder Mook first being the first person to uh, cape for Yes Jules, they like, okay, fuck you, nigga. Dun, dun, um, dun. And then, here comes Daniel Caesar talking about we're being mean to white people and being rude to Yes Jules and this even comes on the heels of him uh, dealing with his own uh, and I wonder him being offended by Dave Chappelle's joke <laughs> 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 calling him very gay 
I'm like, okay, is that you just being gen- generally offended, or are you actually gay? Are you? Is this an insecurity, and you're not ready to come out with this yet? Right. You know what I mean? Um, because I even wonder. Okay, Dave Chappelle saying that you that you're very gay. Was that? him picking up on something that it truly is or is that him just being you know an old an old dude seeing masculinity as one as one way hmm that's a good question cause you know <laughs> old people be feeling like everything's gay yeah um for good reason I'm, I, I understand that that school of thought too I get it um also understand the new. I'm somewhere comfortably in the middle, so it's like y'all know this is some bullshit, right? But I get why it's important to feel this way. Mm-hmm. Um, he could have been saying that he picking up. He's gay, and then it was okay if you get. It's okay. He also people- could have been picking up that the shit that he talk about is stupid, <laughs> or his. Whatever it is he's got going on is stupid. And he just been like, that shit's weak. And, and you know, people of his generation definitely refer confused. to that as gay. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's gay. I mean, it is what it is. You know what I mean? I say that somebody who, in my generation, some people still call that shit stupid shit gay. And that doesn't make, not that it makes it right. Um, nah, because it ain't right. You know, it's not I'm right. It's insensitive. I'm just telling you what it is. Yeah, you know what I mean? it's um, not right. It's insensitive. It's you know all of the bad things that it is, but you know if it's it's kind of weak, you know. There's lots of words that could describe it. It's just that niggas decided that gay was the best one because nobody what's, what's, back in the day wanted to be that way. What's 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 the word they use on social? You don't have the range. You don't have the range. You don't have the range to uh, to to debate this uh, when in in terms of like them thinking like okay I'm gonna use gay as the word to mean weak. Yeah, um, I don't. I and, don't and, and, know. I and, just know weak was gay. Well, no, no, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about like Dave Chappelle or whatever. Yeah. But so also he's a comedian. Yeah, but he 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 come from the old school. You know, he ain't one of these new school guys that don't want to be offensive. You know what I mean? Um, that's the whole point. He could care less about being offensive. Now, I would say even with Daniel Caesar in this whole situation, like, okay, so, so boom. Daniel Caesar's talking about, you know, being mean to white people, stop being mean to rude, yes, jewels, whatever. Um, but then he comes on and apologizes for what he said and just saying, you know, it's basically it's a, a moment where I could be educated. All right, so look. I don't know who his teacher is. Look. Um, I know there's been some, some think pieces written on, on it post the apology. Um, there's one in DJ Booth that I didn't get an opportunity to read, but um, yeah, that that's that's where we are with it. I don't know, man. It's just like nah. You could just go. You said what you said. Like nah, I get it. So I, I get. Give, so I'll give. I'll, I think he's kissing ass. I'll give Jess hilarious, even though she came back and started crying. After she didn't say that she said what she said, but she probably started crying because she's like, okay, I'm going to lose all my money that I've now gotten and I'm going to be right back in West Baltimore, broke as fuck, and here we go. But I just want one of these people to just stand in, stand in conviction, man. Like, if this is what you feel, this is what you believe. Exactly. Like, exactly. And if you were really that concerned about losing money, 
you know, you should have been more thoughtful before you said what you said. You know what I mean? And it also makes you, makes me think, well, you need to own more of your own revenue streams, your more, more of your income streams. That's a because whole I, different thing. Because I follow quite a few people, quite I follow quite a few conservative black people on Twitter who they own enough of their income and revenue streams that they will say some shit like that. I'm like, I said what I said. What you gonna do? You exactly. can't take my money. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, and if again, if you're gonna if you're gonna say these things, knowing that your base has one school of thought, you really gotta be thoughtful before you open your mouth and say shit like that, man. Like for real, like y'all people ain't thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not. And I, I think that he, I think that he was trying to. Okay, so think about Yes Jewel's actual position. She's in a great position to propel artists that are new. Mm-hmm. He's new still, and I ain't really hearing that he's doing like amazing like history making shit right? right so with that said he still needs that connection he still needs that whole relationship if he's got it or if he's trying to build it he needs it so it makes sense for him to step up and be like yo y'all don't say that about yes Jules she's a shit on what foundation sir um have you not seen her track record right okay see now let's educate you this is why you don't do this. This is why you don't stand behind her. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you look at the people who's actually like on the other side, like, man, fuck that bitch. They're all established. They really don't need her. At all. At all. So you got that. Um, you got another way that they could be doing it. The business is really weird because what people will do is they will literally all publicly disagree, start shit, make a big scene to make a big show and behind closed door they're texting each other so how was that mm-hmm. was that yeah. like, man look I apologize I didn't mean to come so hard like that was I'm, I'm sorry yo they will do that shit and yes you'll slipped up and admitted that after um she posted the shirt initially she had a conversation with Joe right you wasn't supposed to do it in that order yes that wasn't supposed to be public knowledge if you're going to create that facade you're going to put that image out there Stand behind the fucking image. Yeah. Don't drop little jewels behind that to say, oh, yeah, I was lying. Oh, yeah, this shit's fabricated. Oh, yeah, this shit's for show. Oh, yeah, we do our own PR. Y'all people ain't got heart in the industry. What's going on, man? I remember. Y'all ain't got heart to stand behind whatever shit y'all cooking up or what have you. Heart? You can't even. Heart? (laughs) Heart? You mean the shit with the H and the E and the A and RT? Heart? Heart? That's not what this shit's about. That's not what they're about. That's not not even what they're about. That's not what the industry is about. It's about image. It's about um, making money from the way people perceive things. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. If your image is standing behind what you say, that's your image. Yeah. I would never expect for T.I. to be like, y'all, stand behind Yes Jewels and then retract that. Even if he looked stupid, he would only retract it if she went out and did some fucked up shit and didn't stand behind herself. Well, I mean, that's what he did with um, um, Iggy Azalea. T.I., he, he backed her up. Um, he backed her up and he didn't back down from it. Well, he not going to do that. 
He's not going to do that because that's his image. That's his character. Yeah. That's his character. That's his whole image. So he's not going to back down and do the whole, oh, no, nah, I'm changing my mind on Iggy and all of that shit. He's, he ain't going to do that. Again, it's, on, it's based on image. His image is stand-up dude, hood dude, real nigga. I'm authentic. I stand behind what I do because I'm a man. That's his image. So I think right here is a good place. Daniel to end. Caesar is not. That's I think, not his image. So I think right here is a good place to end it. Um, with you know knowing you got to be a stand-up guy, <laughs> you got to stand behind what you say, wrong or right. And even if you are wrong, you know you gotta like really be open to being authentically teachable. Yes. Don't make me feel like now's the time to teach you? Okay, cool. Don't appease me. Mm-hmm. Don't be teachable so that I can feel better and the shit can just go away so you don't make waves. That is not something that's easy to learn how to do. And you gotta really come from a solid place within yourself to do it. I have been guilty of that. I refuse to be guilty of that anymore because when you do that shit, nobody learns anything. And it's fake. Right. Right. Okay. Well, I think this is a good conversation today. Because all, all that shit was like connected. It was all related. It was. You know what I mean? Entitlement. Insecurity. Basically, entitlement. And, 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 and then, yes, Jules being entitled, big old baby to her influence in uh, culture, black culture. And how she feel like she should get more credit, but you can't get credit by disrespecting the 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 emotion of what the culture is about. You can't get you you have to be mindful of what you say mm-hmm. so that you're not. Um, you have to remember that the culture that you are representing or contributing to is fragile. It's a, it's living and breathing and it's emotional, and you can't just come out and just disrespect that shit. You have to always at all times make sure that if you are representing the culture, yeah. you are bigging up the culture, as they say. You are constantly putting the culture in a position to be uplifted. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it for the culture, and then you got to be sure what culture you're doing it for. Because right now, you're making white people look real good. Well, she she better chill while she's ahead because she's going to fuck around and cross the front the the... the the wrong one or the right one, depending on how you look at it, and mm-hmm. they're gonna punch her in the face. They definitely don't knock her around. <laughs> and you, know, you don't want to get punched in the face. So, until next week, um, yeah, until next week. <laughs> until next week, y'all, y'all, um, be sure to say no jewels and, um, nah, I ain't gonna do it like that. Be sure to know where you stand in the situation. Uh, make sure you do your research to find out where you really stand before you form your judgment, even on the shit that we say on the show. Make sure you do have done your resource, research to make sure to know um, if we are properly representing what we are talking about. Because if you haven't and you start forming du- judgments, then you're really not helping nobody. Yes, you can shoot us an email. There's an email in the link um, in the bio on, on Instagram and I think on Twitter too, and even on the Facebook page. Choose an email, choose a DM, do all the fly kids. Like, again, we're approachable. We listen, we're open to whatever you got to say, as long as you ain't talking too crazy. Because talk, talk, rocks is going to be proper. But, absolutely. 
But yeah, holler at us, man. We want to know what y'all think. We really want we really want feedback. I even had a phone number. I think I got a Google Voice phone number on there too. Um, either way, let us know. All right, y'all. Till next week. Peace. Peace. Girl, I really wanna know, really wanna know if you coming with me, coming with me, coming with me. It's a place I wanna go, place I wanna go. Through the city, through the city, through the city. It's a little spot I know. Do you wanna go? Are you coming with me? All the Fly Kids show is recorded inside of Dope Side, located in the Bywater of New Orleans. Produced by Geronimo Nose and Robert J. Powered by Fairground Inc. Listen to the show on your favorite podcast app and be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe. Pay it forward and let your people know we're here.